Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Greetings, everyone. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show is just beginning August 29th, 2021. If you're listening to this on that day, it's live. These are also podcasted on anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can get on Holy Ghost Radio and find them there. You can find them anywhere. That's uh, what I've been told, so that's kind of neat. I think there's just about 200 of them out there floating around. A lot of people are texting me already, which you can do if you want to be part of this program tonight. I will try to give a shout-out to you. I, I don't shout-out to everybody that contacts me, but some of you I do. 701-290-7862. Don't call that number. Text it. 701-290-7862. You can email me if you're out of the country, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Now, Robert Simons is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Had a great service today, and we have every Sunday we have church, Sunday school at 10, worship service at 11, Wednesday nights 7.30, and uh, we would love to have you come and visit us. We have outreach churches. We've got a church in Beach, North Dakota. They have Tuesday night services at 7.30 at the Beach Community Center, and in Bowman, North Dakota, 
on Thursday nights. I think it's 18 North Main, Thursday nights at 7.30, Sunday mornings, 10.30. So got a lot of people texting me tonight. Let's see, I should run through some of these. Um, We've got, let's see, how do I get to this here? Hang on. Live radio. We've got, uh, I'll just, right from the top, Tim just texted me, listening from North Carolina. Carl and Jeannie are listening tonight from Michigan. We've got um, Brother Johnson listening in Anoka, Minnesota. You down there visiting the Joneses at all? We've got the Gingriches listening tonight out in Medora. Is that right? Is that where you're at? Uh, we've got, um, let's see, who are who's this? We've got uh, Yvonne and Marin listening down in Bowman. Stacy is tuning in. Where is Stacy from anyway? I don't recognize that number, but she texts every every Sunday night just about. I could probably look back and find. We've got the Millers listening in Beach. We've got Lori listening in South Hart. We've got the Burling family listening in tonight, and we've got Brother Griffith listening in. He wins the prize for the very first text. He texted me right away. We've got uh, Jody listening in Harvey. Sister Bretts is listening. Missed you, Sister Bretts, in church today. We've got, um, let's see, so a bunch of people texting me, uh, coming in still, 701-290-7862. Did not bring my guitar in the studio today. So if Paul's listening down in Wapiton, he'll be sad. He's he's one of the guys that always says, "Sing us a song, Pastor Bob, Pastor Simons." We've got a uh, great church here in Dickinson. I really want to encourage you if you are in, are in our area to come and visit us. Uh, just a great great group of people. Um, we just have a lot of good things going on. We have a men's Bible study every Friday morning at six a.m. At the church, usually there's breakfast there and coffee and a great Bible study, and it's just for men. So that's at 6 o'clock every Friday morning for those that can wake up on time. We did that on purpose so that it wouldn't take away from anyone's families, and also they could come and go before work usually. So that works out good. Well, Stacy, okay, that is my not Stacy then. All right. I thought so. I thought it was my not Stacy, but anyway, I don't know why I'm so confused. Maybe maybe I'm getting Alzheimer's. Yeah, text me tonight, 701-290-7862, or email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. I have got some great music lined up tonight to listen to. <coughs> I think I've got a good topic to listen to, or to talk about. If you do text me, uh, say nice things to me. Don't Don't criticize me. No, you can criticize me. Just be nice about it. Occasionally, I get those people that do not like this program. Um, Tonight, I want to talk about something that I think is mixed up in our society. It's backwards in many people's minds, and I would say I'm going to guess the majority of people. Uh, There are things to worry about and pay attention to and to focus on that are important, and there are things that people worry about about and pay attention to and focus on that are not important in the grand scheme of things. And I think it's really mixed up in people's lives. The, um, we're going to talk about it. Jesus had a lot to say in Matthew six about it. We're going to get to that. But tonight, um, you know, Jesus was a revolutionary teacher. He really was. He, some of the things he said were just, you know, fly in the face of, of um, what people call common sense, possibly. And, of course, we take we take the entire Scripture together, not just the, um, you know, we don't want to just build a doctrine and turn a bunch of people into uh, worthless, non-productive citizens that are living like hippies and buses and so on. And I'll try to address the other side of this. But, you know, the Bible talks a lot about worry and the kind of worry the Bible talks against is worrying about things that we shouldn't worry about. There are some things to worry about that I'm going to get into tonight, but First Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Uh, the Scripture teaches that, that we shouldn't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And that's a kind of a loose translation of that Scripture. Be careful, you know, that, that we are careful for nothing, but pray for everything. But their worry is uh, something that has caused people 
a lot of problems. It's caused a lot of health problems. It's a lot of psychological problems. Uh, the kind of worry I want to talk about tonight that we should not do will be the kind of worry, especially about things that may never happen, that we worry about. Um, you know, we take a situation that may never exist and build it up all out of proportion in our mind into this gigantic thing. You know, there's an old Swedish proverb that says, worry gives a small thing a big shadow. And that is definitely a truth. Worry is the misuse of God's creative imagination that he's placed within each one of us. And instead of imagining great things, we begin to imagine horrible things. The The word itself, worry, is from an Anglo-Saxon term, and it means to strangle off or to choke off. Um, you know, and, and there's no doubt that worry and fear in the mind can choke off the things that God wants for our life. And so as we dwell and worry about matters beyond our control, it, a negative effect begins to set in health-wise, psychologically, uh, just quality of life issues, and so on. Now, before I get to my main <coughs> topic tonight about there are things not to worry about, there are things to worry about, uh, faith in God is really the answer to worry. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalm fifty-five twenty-two, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. So faith in God is really the deal-breaker when it comes to worry. To know that God uh, is paying attention to your situation, if you're a child of God, that he knows where you're at. You know, David said this in Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen. He said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And so, you know, uh, there. So David also said in Psalm 56, 3, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. And so, you know, tonight our topic is on worry, but surprisingly enough, there are some things that we should worry about or be concerned about. And then, of course, there are things that we don't need to worry about. And so I want to just get into it. I'm going to play this song. This is a song on our playlist. I haven't played it for a long time, and I I really like this song, Can't Keep a Good Man Down. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show with Pastor Bob.
Keep a Good Man Down. That's my new song. Good to have everybody texting me tonight. Some new folks just texted in. Good to have um, Greg listening in Grand Forks, James listening in Oskaloosa, Iowa, Brother Redmond listening north of Belfield out in the Badlands. Now, there's a good man. He's going to be in charge of our preaching our next Sunday at our church. So there's a couple's retreat going on, a marriage retreat going on at our campground. And my wife and I were asked to be the speakers. So next weekend we'll be doing a marriage retreat. And we have put a lot of time into this. In fact, my wife and I last week took some time off and locked ourselves away in the church and uh, just put a lot of time putting some things together. So we're hoping it will be a blessing to you that can come to that. And uh, God wants to our marriages to be strong. Satan wants to destroy our marriages. Pastor Bob is talking about there are things to worry about, there are things not to worry about. And let me let me get to um, Matthew chapter 6. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Jody, you texted a scripture that I will probably use. It was not in my notes, but it's perfect. Jesus, as I said earlier, was a revolutionary teacher. Um, he His teaching flies in the face of a lot of materialistic ideas. Jesus... His his whole ministry was built around the fact that what happens in this life to us is not the most important thing, but it's being prepared for eternal life. And that's why, without faith in God, the things that you worry about are very skewed, like you're worried about what's going to happen here. You're worried about dying. You're worried about your health. You're worried about a lot of things. When Jesus' whole point of reference was, that this life is just a short time, but eternal life is forever, of course, and it's, you know, it, if you had nothing in this life, if you if you were born in the most terrible circumstances in this life, but you were able to go to heaven, <clears throat> that you would be much better off than the person that had the greatest things in this life. Notice Jesus' story of Lazarus and the rich man. Uh, Lazarus got to go to heaven. The rich man did not. The rich man had everything in this life, But Lazarus now had everything forever. And so in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said in verse 31, Take no thought, saying, like, don't worry about, don't pay any attention to, don't don't focus on what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear, what wherewithal we shall be clothed. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Like everybody else in the world is concerned about their physical well-being. Your heavenly Father knoweth that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus was telling us that the things of this life, the physical, the material things, are not the things that we really need to focus on or be worried about. Now, I want to temper this with the fact that the the entire Bible talks about, for instance, that we've got to take care of our families, like we need to work, we need to pay our bills, we need to, um, you know, take care of the basic needs of our of our family. Um, the Bible is not against you taking care of yourself. The the um, um, you know, the scripture very much so says that you've got to provide for your own needs. Uh, the book of Proverbs says that consider the ant, you lazy person. The ant stores the ant stores up during the summer so it'll have something to eat in the winter. So the entire Bible, we're not going to throw out the Bible here because Jesus said don't worry about tomorrow. Um, the Bible talks about that we need to uh, live and be productive and 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 uh, pay our own way and so on over and over and over again it does and that's not my show tonight but I just want to throw this in here to to tell you that Jesus was talking about worrying about it he wasn't talking about not taking care of yourself he was talking about needless worry about the future you know there are things that he mentioned. He mentioned food, clothing. He mentioned, um, you know, the uh, 
uh, earlier he had mentioned your health, your don't worry about your life, our physical condition. And this is, I want to just kind of sidetrack here for just a minute. You know, this is what's going haywire here, especially lately. Like, it would be one thing, you know, Jesus mentioned, he said, don't worry about tomorrow. He said, worry about the things that are going on today. Like, it's one thing to be sick and worry about it. But we're living in a society that's worried about getting sick. And so they're shutting down their businesses. They're staying at home. They're not coming to church. They're not because they're sick, but they're worried about getting sick. This is exactly what Jesus was addressing here. You know, there's scriptures in the Bible that talk about, um, you know, they're like a slothful man in Proverbs twenty two thirteen said, there's a lion in the street. I'll be slain in the street. I'm not going to go outside. You know, um, it's kind of like a roofer that it might rain today, so I can't work. You know, I mean, um, this this worry of what, what might happen. You know, he that observeth the wind, Ecclesiastes says, shall not sow. He that regardeth the cloud shall not reap. So this fear of what could happen is what Matthew 6 is one of the things it's addressing. You know, um, this idea, I'm, you know, what am I, 63, so am I in some kind of risk group to catch the virus? So should I lock myself in my house and stay away from everybody? They say even the vaccine won't stop the dreaded Delta variant. And it sounds like I'm making fun of things. I'm not really trying to make fun of it. I'm trying to be dramatic, but I'm trying to make a point. This is a real virus. This is a real flu, and people are getting sick from it. It's very contagious. But should should I live my life in fear of it? Should I not go out to eat? Should I not go to church? See, these are the things I want us to think about here today. Or some of the things. Jesus was saying, don't worry about that stuff. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. You know, the... Brother Fuller just texted me, that's where I'm going. That verse he just texted me. He's on. He's in tune with where, where I'm heading. But you know, uh, this this worrying about what might happen. You know, we, taking a situation that could take place and building it up in our mind and blowing it all out of proportion. Most of the things that people worry about will never come to pass. They just never will. And so. I'm not talking about going skydiving here or uh, doing the crate, milk crate challenge or anything. You know, there are things that you can do to just try to be dangerous. You know, I drove a motorcycle down to the, to the, um, people say, aren't you afraid of getting the virus? I said, I drive a motorcycle. You know, I'm not as concerned about my life as maybe you are because motorcycles are dangerous. They really are dangerous. You know, you're, you're, you don't have any protection around you, and you can be the greatest driver in all the world, and people just don't see you on those things. I've been driving them now since I've been 17 or 16, and so I've got just about 50 years into this. And, um, you know, they're dangerous. I've been in some wrecks. So you're talking to somebody that that, you know, is somewhat a thrill seeker, but that's not the reason that I'm not afraid of the COVID virus. I could get COVID and die. I could get the Delta variant and die. I could. Of course, Pastor. You know, I'm not above being human. Now, I do believe, you know, in divine protection, and I believe that I won't die until it's my time to die and so on. But this, I'm concerned about some of you that are listening to me. You are worried about what could happen to you. Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow. Like, don't worry about it. You can't control what tomorrow will bring. And by being worried about, you know, you can try to protect yourself from COVID or the flu virus all you want to, but you could still get it. Now, you might think I'm on some kind of soapbox here. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. You know, I mean, if you want to take the vaccine, go ahead and take it. You know, I'm not taking it, but I'm not telling you not to. I'm not taking it because I'm not 
convinced on it. You know, I, I don't think it's the mark of the beast necessarily. And I've got friends that are apostolic that have taken it. You know, I've got friends that are missionaries that had to take it to go back overseas. Um, you know, I'm I'm not. If you took the vaccine, you're you're certainly welcome at our church, and nobody's going to make fun of you. It's I'm not a doctor. I mean, this isn't. Don't call me about medical advice. You know, I mean, I'm I'm going to try to give you spiritual advice. The spiritual advice I'm giving you right now is make the best decisions you can make. Use your brain, but don't sit and worry about stuff. You know, and don't let fear drive you to uh, to do things that you're not comfortable doing. You know, this this um, when Jesus said in Matthew six thirty four. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Jesus said, there's enough problems to worry about in a 24-hour period to be concerned about than there is about worrying about this imaginary tomorrow. You know, this, you know, what I'm talking about today is, is worry about tomorrow, worrying about the future is not where God wants us to live. It's counterproductive. It's useless. The little bit of life that we have will be wasted by worrying about tomorrow. Jesus promised us that, you know, we could pray the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Now, I've got a little more stocked up in my freezer than just for today. You probably do, too, if you're an American. But in some countries, they don't. And this, these scriptures are very real to them. Every day, they look for enough food to live. That's a lot of this world. I mean, a lot of people in this world are like that. You know, it's crazy that people spend their days worrying about the things that Jesus told us not to worry about. I mean, am I going to be able to make my house payment? Am I going to have enough money to make my car payment? These are things that Jesus specifically said don't worry about. Now, if you're bad with your money and you can't make your house payment or car payments, you need to pay attention to that. Remember, Jesus is dealing specifically with worry here. You know, he, he is. You know, Jody is texting me some scriptures, Jody from Harvey, and uh <clears throat> You know, one of the scriptures she texted me is 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It said, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. You know, there there is um, another scripture she texted me, such a gem, Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You know, why worry when God is there to hold your hand? Boy, we've got Sarah Nicole Simons and Sarah Rain Simons listening. That's neat. Two Sarah Simons are listening tonight. That's pretty neat. Uh, We've got a Tracy listening tonight. I know who she is. That's my daughter-in-law, Tracy. So we got... Oh, good. I'm glad you guys are listening. You know, th- this um, Pastor Bob, I suppose, is becoming famous for for his um, lack of concern about COVID nineteen. Maybe, maybe you feel like that. It's not that. It's not that I'm making light of it. it it's not. There, there are people. There are friends of mine that have died from this. It's not just like all of us. Somebody texted me a scripture. If you text me the scripture, you got to write it out for me because I don't can't look it up in my Bible on this. This short of, um, but Jesus specifically told us, don't worry about the things of this life. You know, work hard, do your best, but don't worry. There are, you know, I'm, I'm believing that there are people tonight listening to me that are consumed with worry. And I'm going to tell you that most of the things you worry about now, in fact, let me just tell you this. A year and a half ago, people were, many people I know were extremely worried about this COVID thing. Those people are not worried about it today, many of them. And it's 
more prevalent, I think, right now than it was then. I think it's it's this this new variant is more catchy than the old one was. That's my my belief. It's a bad flu. And many of my friends are not worried about it anymore. I'm telling you, the things that you are worried about so much, a year from now, you won't even remember you were worried about them. Somewhere we have to get Matthew 6, 33 and 34 memorized. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things that everybody else is worried about will be added to you. Take no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Tomorrow's going to take care of itself. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. You can't worry. Jesus said you can't worry and grow a foot by worry. Worry will not change anything. Hard work and faith in God will change things. But worry does not change things. Lori texted me, 1 John 4.18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. That's really, this is really good. He that, feareth is made, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. There's torment to fear. I know. I, yeah, I know. Pastor Bob can worry. Yeah, this is not like some kind of show I'm putting on talking down to the rest of everybody else in this world. I can worry about stuff. You know, I own a siding and window business, and uh, and I pastor a church, too. There was another famous carpenter that used to be a preacher. What was his name? I'll think of it. Uh, but anyway, you know, sometimes an, uh, a really upset customer can cause me to be worried. Like not not the money, it's just more that they're mad at me. They're they're mad at our company. They weren't happy with something. That that bothers me. And here again, we shouldn't worry about this. We could be motivated to act. We could go out and fix their leaky roof or whatever's wrong. But we can't worry about it. And like I say, I can worry with the best of them. I'm not proud of that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm doing the show for myself tonight. You know, but I'm telling you, this fear is not of God. Perfect love casteth out fear. In other words, God, we know God loves us if we're one of his children. What are we worried about some of these things we shouldn't be worried about? You know, boy, Jody, you're coming up with the scripture. The Lord is on my side. What is it? What I will not fear. What can man do unto me? You know the the exactly right. You know the, the this is um, you know I mean all through the scripture God is telling His people not to worry. Now, appreciate everybody texting me tonight. Brother Jones is texting me. Hey, Brother Jones is going to be with us here in a couple of weeks, three weeks. He's going to be preaching a Sunday and a Wednesday at Dickinson. I haven't even announced that to the church yet. The um, James texted me Isaiah 26 and 3, but I don't know what that says. He's going to have to write it out for me. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, we've got, um, I'm going to talk about next what we should be worried about. See if you can text me and guess what that is. 701-290-7862. Shut deal. Keep on the devil, you shut the door. Keep the devil in the night, shut the door. Keep on the devil, you light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. Oh, when I was a baby child, shut the door. Keep out the devil. Good and bad was just a game. Shut the door. Keep the devil in the night. Many years and many trials. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. They put you in, they're not the same. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Keep out the devil, shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. Oh, say, 
Satan is an evil charmer. Shefty-go, keep out the devil. He's hungry for a soul to hurt. Shefty-go, keep the devil in the night. And without your holy armor. Shefty-go, listen to me. Keep out the devil. He will eat you for dessert. Shefty-go, keep the yeah, devil in the night. Shefty-go, keep out the devil. Shefty-go, keep the devil in the night. Shefty-go. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. The devil? Who's the devil? Pastor Bob, to tell it like it is, show lots of people texting me tonight. A lot of scriptures. Um, just a lot of interesting stuff. Um, I'm not going to read all these texts. Don't agree with all of them, I guess, but um, most of them I sure do. The I'm talking about tonight, Jesus specifically said in Matthew 6, there are things we shouldn't be afraid of. We shouldn't be worried about our material needs. We shouldn't worry about our health. We shouldn't worry about tomorrow. We shouldn't worry about what might happen to us. But we should worry about something. And what we need to worry about is found in verse 33. He said, you need to seek God first. We should be concerned about whether we're doing that or not. Oh, by the way, this is if you're just tuning in, Pastor Bob, tell it like it is radio show, 701-290-7862. And uh, I don't know if I've ever, ever had as many people texting me scriptures as I had tonight. I can't even get to all of them. But there is something to pay attention to. There's something to be concerned about. There's something to worry about. And I I would say that people are worried about it the least when they should be worried about it the most. Are you seeking God first in your life? Because if you are, then you're a candidate where Jesus said you don't have to worry about anything else. You know, Jesus went on and and he also said in Matthew 6.20, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so, are you seeking God first? Like, do you give God your time? Do you give God of your finance? Do you give God of your, um, um, you know, our, our, of your thought life? You know, this, this is a, you know, like I say, we have got, if you listen to the news, it'll get you worried about all kinds of stuff. But read your Bible. And if you're not right with God, you should be worried. But not about COVID. You know, like Jesus said that we need to... You know, Jesus, I know I've used this verse many times on the radio, but Luke chapter 12, verses 4 and 5, Jesus said, I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that they have no more that they can do. Certainly, COVID-19 would qualify for this. Don't be afraid of COVID-19. Don't be afraid of the Delta variant. But Jesus went on to say, but I will forewarn you whom you shall fear. Fear him, which after he hath killed, hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. He's talking about God there. Like, are you right with God? And are you concerned about being right with God? 
2 Corinthians 13.5, Paul said, Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. You know, a friend of mine used to be a youth pastor at a church that believes once you say the sinner's prayer, you can't be lost if you really meant it. I don't believe that doctrine. I think that doctrine is wrong. It's not biblical. The Apostle Paul himself said that I, he said that I've got to make sure that I live right so even after I've done all this preaching to everybody else that I don't end up myself as a castaway or lost. If the Apostle Paul thought he could be lost if he walked away from God, who do you think you are in one of these churches that believes in eternal security? The Apostle Paul would roll over in his grave if he heard that teaching. Well, a friend of mine that used to be a youth pastor in one of these churches that believe in eternal security told me one day, he said, I can preach anything I want to the youth class except if I get them to question their salvation. Then I'll get in trouble. Well, I'm not trying to get saved people to question their salvation. You know, I I think there is an unhealthy... If you're walking with God, the devil's trying to get you to constantly tell you he's bringing up all your false points. He's the accuser of the brethren. I get all that. But something as important as going to heaven, don't you think we should be sure that we're going to heaven? Like, don't you think you should be concerned about that? Like, for instance, uh, all that the Bible teaches about baptism and how important it is, I mean... You that don't believe baptism is important, I'm going to challenge you to read the New Testament again. In the Great Commission, Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, he said, you know, we've got to go into the world and we need to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Of course, we understand that when the apostles went into the world, they baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not names. And so that's why the apostles baptized in the name of Jesus. That's why we baptize in the name of Jesus. Now, if you weren't baptized in the name of Jesus, you should be concerned about that. So, well, Pastor Bob, I'm not real concerned about it. I think God understood what I meant. Well, that's, and you're the same one worried about getting COVID, maybe. Like, if you were not immersed in the name of Jesus, like if you were sprinkled as a baby, that's not Bible baptism. I don't know how to be nice about it. Maybe I could be nicer about it. I think your parents did it in good faith. I think they meant well. They did what they knew to do. Didn't hurt you any. You didn't, you know, unless you got sick on the way home from being cold, from getting wet or something. But, <clears throat> but the word baptism itself means to immerse. That's what it means. It means to immerse. It's a Greek word, baptizo. It means to immerse. The Greek word rantizo means to sprinkle. And that's never used when it comes to baptism. If you weren't baptized, immersed in the name of Jesus Christ, I'd be concerned about it. Most people that live in Dickinson, North Dakota, were sprinkled as babies, and they said in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Ghost over you when they sprinkled you as a baby. That's not Bible baptism. Now, my topic tonight isn't on baptism. My topic is on there are things that we should be concerned about, like Jesus said in Matthew 16 and 16, he said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So Jesus said baptism is part of salvation. That's what he was talking about in John chapter 3 when he said you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. Being born of the water is baptism. That's why on the day of Pentecost, when Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 2, and they said, while Peter was preaching and telling them about how Jesus had died for their sins, they interrupted him and they said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them in verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If baptism wasn't important, why did Peter say that they needed to get baptized when they asked what they needed to do to be saved? And here are there are people that say, Well, Maybe you're right, Pastor Bob, but I'm not worried about it. See, you're worrying about things you shouldn't worry about and not worrying about things you should worry about. 
If you haven't obeyed Acts 2.38, you should be concerned about that. You should focus on that. You should study that. You should read that. Yeah, there are things to be concerned about. There are things that we should focus on. You know, this this idea, um, you know, I I know I'm, I'm talking about baptism now, but there's so many things in the Scripture like that. People are like, well, I'm a good person. I'm not going to worry about whether I'm, I'm right with God or not. You know, it doesn't make any difference if you think you're a good person or not. First of all, that's your opinion. What's God's opinion of you? And how do you know if you don't even know what his word says? Hey, now I feel like I'm back to good old Pastor Bob. I'm preaching. You're worried about things that Jesus specifically said to not worry about. Like some of you that are listening to me are so worried about catching the flu, and you're worried about Pastor Bob because he's, you know, going to spread the flu to you, you think. You're worried about this, but you're not worried about whether you've obeyed what God said to do to get to heaven? Well, you know, I go to church. I'm okay. You know, this, no, this is, um, you know, this, this is a big deal. You know, th- there is, you know, there is a, somehow we're getting, our society's getting sidetracked. The only thing in life that we should worry about, three things. Number one is, are we right with God? Number two, are we drawing closer to God? And number three, are there people in our lives that we could influence that need to know God? These are the only three things that we should worry about. Isn't that true? Is there anything else? I mean, if I die on the way home tonight on my motorcycle, you know, it would have been nice to say, you know, goodbye to my wife and children and grandchildren and tell them I love them. Yeah, but they already know that. I mean, they know I love them. I don't know if it would be any easier to say goodbye or just die. I'm not predicting my death, but there's a chance I could die on my way home on the motorcycle. Should I worry about that? Or should I worry about being right with God instead? You see, this is a simple topic. There are things to worry about. There are things not to worry about. The three things to worry about, are you right with God? Are you going to heaven? Have you repented of your sins? Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? If you have not, these are things to be concerned about. These are things to lose sleep over. Number two, are you growing with God? Like my pastor used to say, holiness is conforming to the nature and to the will of God. Like, am I getting closer to God? Like, am I concerned that I might be getting cold in the Lord? That's something to be concerned about, isn't it? You know, the, the um, I mean, like, are you focusing on becoming more like Jesus? Or are you focusing on, oh, I felt a pain in my side, I wonder if I have cancer? I mean, there are there are hypochondriacs in my life that I know. I might be a lot of things, but I don't think I'm a hypochondriac. But I know people that if they read about a new illness, they think they have it. No, I really know people like this. And I can tell by the way they talk. People my age, one of the main things they talk about is all the doctoring they do. And I've tried to purpose in my heart, even if I have to start doctoring someday, that I don't want to talk about it. And if you're one of my friends and I start to talk about it, could you please tell me you said you weren't going to talk about it, you're talking about it? There's got to be more to talk about. Yeah, well, I've got an appointment this week and i got an appointment next week. and You know, I mean, like, I'm not trying to minimize anybody's hurts, but I'm just telling you there's more to life than my little aches and pains. My grandkids, the little grandkids, every time they have an owie, they show me. Grandpa, look at my owie. They even make up owies to show me. One of my granddaughters last week told my wife, she's six years old, she said, Grandma, I've got cancer. 
And Grandma said, how do you know you have cancer? Because I have headaches all the time, and I've, I'm sick all the time, and I've got cancer. Well, that's pretty cute for a six-year-old to say that. You know, there's a little boy in our church that does have cancer, and I just think she, you know, heard about that, and she thinks she's six. She must have cancer, too. But this is not where we dwell on. You know, this isn't what we... You know, I had a daughter that the doctor... We had a wonderful doctor in Bismarck, a wonderful heart doctor. He told us, he told my wife and I, he said, your doctor, your daughter will not live to be over two years old. Her life expectancy was two years old. And and I'm not making this up at all. And we, you know, we prayed about it. You know, we even came to grips with maybe that's the way it was going to be. You know, we thank God for the two years we had this little girl. But when she was two years old, that doctor told my wife, he said, she doesn't need to be on this heart medication any longer because there's nothing wrong with her heart. You know, that daughter now is 40. She's got, you know, three teenage children of her own. The thing that we were so worried about didn't come to pass. It didn't come to pass. If you focus on what you're supposed to be focusing on, Jesus said, fear God, you don't need to be afraid of anything else. He said, seek God first, he'll take care of everything else. You know, like, there are people that I know that will take extra hours at work and miss a Sunday from church. I hope you're listening right now. You know what? Don't take the extra hours at work and just come to church. So I can't afford to, Pastor. No, you can't afford not to. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But do that first. Worry about that. Get your praying done, which I haven't got done today yet. I've got a list of people I pray for every day, and on Sundays sometimes it's after the radio show I get that praying done because my Sundays are sometimes pretty full. But you get that praying done first and then see what God will do. I'm too busy to pray, Pastor. Pray anyway. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added unto you. You know, and then, as I said, there is a concern that we should have for other people's spiritual condition. That's called being burdened for the lost. That's something we could worry about. That's something we can focus on. Now, remember, you can't control people. And God has chosen not to control people because of free will. But when we pray for people, instead of just worry about them, I believe God will set things up in their life to make it easy for them to come to him. Like, for instance, if you have a a child, a son or a daughter that's not doing right spiritually, or maybe a spouse, or or, uh, maybe your neighbor, or, or whoever, your grandchildren, I'm not telling you don't be worried about it. But turn that worry into something productive called prayer. You know, if we prayed instead of worry, we'd pray a lot and we'd worry a lot less. Isn't that true? You know, the only way I can fight these battles, like I say, Pastor Bob, you know, I I can worry with the best of you. But the only thing that I've learned to do over these years is I learned to pray. Because when I pray, sometimes when there's a lot of things going wrong, as a pastor, you know, there are people that I know that are having trouble, whether it's in their family or their health or whatever. And I tell my wife, sometimes I'm just going to the church. This is the only thing I can do. This is the only way I can fight this battle. And I can fast and I can pray. That's better than worry. And I'm encouraging you to do that today. Take your worries. I mean, don't quit worrying about your car running. Quit worrying about your house payment. Quit worrying about what you're going to eat. And start worrying about people's souls around you. If you're right with God, then 
focus on staying right with God, and then focus on helping other people stay right with God and get right with God. That's it. I mean, that's the show. Well, Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. If you're in our area, let me give you some information. This We have church Wednesday nights at 7.30, Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock worship service, and also um, at that 10 o'clock Sunday school service, we have a basic Bible class. If you want to come and, and really get some basic Bible instruction, I teach that class every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, or Sunday worship at 11 o'clock, men's Bible study Friday mornings is at 6 o'clock. And so 501 Elks Drive is the number. If you need a ride, uh, you can you can call our phone, 201-264-7862. That's our church phone number. Uh, you, the number I've been giving out is my cell phone number, 701-290-7862. They're both 7862. Uh, we can get you a ride on our church van. We've got some people that are very willing to do this. Also, we have a church in Beach at the Beach Community Center, Tuesday nights, 730. Thursday night in Bowman, North Dakota, at 730, at 18 North Main, and also at 1030 Sunday mornings in Bowman. So these are some of the ways you can get together with us. Um, getting a lot of nice text tonight. Thank you so much. Um, just a lot of you are encouraging a lot of scripture here that I didn't get to. Uh, but I, I just want to encourage you tonight. If you're worried about this life, Jesus specifically said, do not worry about that, but worry about your spiritual condition. That's what he said. And that's what he wants us to do. Lord Jesus, tonight I come to you in prayer. I ask you, God, to help our audience, Lord. I I believe this program was targeted tonight for somebody, maybe several somebody specifically, that are worried about a lot of things that you specifically told us not to worry about, but the main things that you want us to worry about and be concerned about, they're not worried about at all. And I pray that somehow there'll be some kind of shift that they'll be more concerned about their spiritual condition than their physical condition. Lord, and I just pray for them tonight that somehow this program will help them. We pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Bill Farron has a great CD called The Captain. This song is a song that talks to us about what we really should worry about, and that's living in eternity without Jesus. God bless. Next Sunday night, stay tuned for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. This is a great CD, by the way. Bill Farron's a great evangelist.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.